Hi there, it's Matt here, and let's dive straight into our new topic of excitement, which is exercise and sleep. I'm sure you've all had that feeling, that sort of, that fatigue, that delicious sleepiness that happens after a day of absolutely epic physical exertion. And it's one of those where as you're tumbling into bed, you just know it will be the sleep to end all sleeps. And it is born of that wonderful sort of sweet fatigue that you've built up. Your body is spent, your mind is calm, nothing left to do but to give way to slumber of the very deepest and most refreshing kind. Wait just a second with all of that flowery vernacular, Matthew. Is that all just romantic BS? Or does science actually back up that suggestion? Well, I think it was with stout affirmation, it was Mark Twain, I'm fairly sure of it, who said, I've never taken any exercise except sleeping and resting and I never intend to take any. Twain was correct about many a thing, but perhaps not this one. He should have revised his thinking, because based on the evidence regarding the impact of exercise on sleep in terms of its positive benefit, I think he would have been sleeping even better. Because dialed in correctly, sleep and exercise can be this incredible virtuous cycle. It's a positive reinforcement where exercise during the day will fuel better sleep at night. And then, as it turns out, sleep at night will boost and enhance your performance in terms of physical activity the following day. Now, this new multi-part series focusing on exercise and sleep is going to focus on just one of those halves. We're going to ask the question, does exercise improve your sleep? And then in another series at some point down the line, if you enjoy this one, I'll reverse the question and ask, how does sleep and different types of sleep impact your athletic performance and the myriad of things that go into good athletic performance the following day. But let's come back to our question. Does exercise improve sleep? Well, it seems like a fairly simple question, but it's actually a deliciously rich and complex question. And perhaps we can break that question down, that complexity down into three core sub-component questions. Number one, does exercise change sleep, either your basic sleep quantity or its quality? Number two, does the duration or the intensity or even the type of exercise make a difference when it comes to the impact of physical activity on sleep? And finally, does the timing of exercise matter? In other words, does when you exercise make a difference? In today's episode, we're going to approach the first of these questions, the most basic of them. Does exercise improve your sleep quantity 
or your sleep quality. Now, every year, it turns out that the National Sleep Foundation conducts its annual poll, and each year, they typically pick a different sleep topic. Some years ago, they focused on sleep, and they were asking questions regarding sleep, physical activity, and exercise. And here's what they found. Individuals who reported more frequent exercise And when I say frequent, they did define it, meaning once, twice, or three times or more a week, they reported sleeping with a far superior quality than those who reported exercising less than once a week. But they also found additional benefits when it came to exercise. First, what they found is that people who exercise frequently would wake up the next day and feel much more refreshed and restored by their sleep, and they felt less sleepy during the day. In addition, they also fell asleep faster, and they stayed asleep more soundly across the night. And finally, they discovered essentially what seemed to be a form of a dose-response effect, where the more days that people reported exercising during the week, the bigger and bigger many of those sleep benefits were. Those people who were frequent exercisers showed far fewer signs of clinical insomnia than those who were not frequent exercisers. Today's podcast is supported by the electrolyte company called Element, which is Actually, not the full word, but it's just four letters, L-M-N-T. I am a self-admitted exercise nut, and I started buying their product some time ago for two main reasons. The first is that Element has no sugar, and it also has no coloring or artificial ingredients, and I am pretty diligent about trying to remove any sugar from my diet, or as much as I can, of course. The second is because of the founders who have a track record in biochemistry experience under their belts. And that scientific focus is one that I admire. So if you want to give this a try, go to drinkelement.com. That is the word drink, L-M-N-T.com forward slash Matt Walker. And you will get eight free sample packs with any order. So once again, that is drinklmnt.com dot com forward slash Matt Walker. And then came an additional study. And this study actually surveyed over 2,500 adults. And it was of a wide range of different ages, from young adults all the way up to older folks. And what they confirmed is that those people who exercise had a 30% lower likelihood of having insomnia relatives to those who didn't physically exercise. And what we've gone on to discover is that that relationship between exercise and insomnia is particularly strong in older adults. In a study of over a thousand older adults, and here we're talking about people 65 years or older, they found that those who didn't exercise were almost 110% more likely to suffer from insomnia relative to those who did exercise. Now, don't worry, it works at both ends of the 
age spectrum, as it were, because what we've gone on to discover is that children as well as teenagers who only exercise either once or twice a week or who don't exercise at all were more than 160% more likely to have insomnia symptoms relative to those who were doing more regular exercise, more regular being more than twice a week. And I'll just note that for parents out there, frequent exercise may be a useful implement in a parenting fix-it toolbox when it comes to ensuring sleep, both of your wee ones as well as your not-so-wee ones uh, in terms of the teenagers. There's another fascinating study, though, that I want to describe, and it came from a group of researchers from Finland, and they examined over a 1,000 adults of varied ages and also both men and women. And the study was rather clever. As part of the survey study, they asked the following question. Please state in order of importance three habits, practices, or actions which you have observed yourself leads to the best promotion of good sleep and better quality of sleep. And what you found was the following exceeding all other types of habits or things that people did or actions that they did, exceeding all of the others, including, by the way, reading a book or listening to music or even mental health factors, what they found was that exercise was consistently ranked right at the top in terms of being the most important habit for promoting faster and better quality of sleep. Now you could ask at this stage, what amount of exercise are we talking about here? Now we'll get to this in granular detail in our later series when we speak about sort of intensity and duration and type of exercise. But let me just give you a little sort of snippet of that, a little soups on, because there was a study of over 800 middle-aged and later life adults. And what they found was that walking around three quarters of a mile each day at a moderate pace. So that would be brisk walking for, what would that be based on cadence? And I guess it's hard to know for those age groups, but probably somewhere between, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of brisk walking was associated with really quite a potent sleep benefit. And in fact, what they found was that relative to sedentary individuals, those individuals engaging in this level of modest, and it really is just a modest level of exercise, were anywhere between 30 to 50% less likely to wake up in the middle of the night or in the early morning hours relative to those who were not engaging in that level of physical activity. And I mention that because it's particularly important for the older adult folks because that late morning awakening and then not being able to get back asleep is particularly problematic. And here is a tool, simple tool, just moderate exercise for 15 or 20 minutes that can decrease that likelihood from between 30 to 50%. They also noted in that study, by the way, that that same type of very modest exercise resulted in individuals reporting significantly less excessive daytime sleepiness, and they had fewer overall general sleep complications. 
But let me be very clear here. None of the above evidence that I've just described proves causality. They are simply associational studies or correlative studies. And from these studies alone, we can't claim that factor A, which is exercise in this case, is causing an improvement in factor B. And that improvement in this scenario is sleep. We can just simply say that those two things are related, that they go hand in hand. We can't prove that one of them is causing the other. To do that, we need more detailed scientific laboratory studies. The majority of those tightly controlled experimental studies have focused on whether or not a single shot, in other words, an acute dose of controlled exercise during the day, changes the profile of sleep at night relative to a day without exercise. And that's simply just because it's easier to ask that question from a sort of a practical researcher standpoint rather than try and have people come into the laboratory and live for days on end and doing exercise and sleep recordings every single night. It's it's really quite tough. So it's usually just a one-shot type of experiment. But those are very powerful nonetheless. And over the past gosh, I think it's now almost 17 years, there have been such sufficient quality of good experimental studies that we can now combine them all together and create this big picture analysis. And it's something called a meta-analysis that we've spoken about before. And just as a sort of an aside, you basically gather together in all of the individual single studies and you put them all together in this big statistical bucket and then you conduct a new big scale statistical analysis and it's a very powerful method and to date we've been able to analyze over 40 of these carefully controlled experimental studies and the news is very much mostly good with many virtues to describe a side order of temperance here and there and then some myths that we're going to bust. So let's break it down in terms of the different ways in which exercise improves sleep. What are the different features that exercise will enhance when it comes to your sleep? And we'll start with falling asleep. And what we found is that when you combine all of those studies together, on average, people will fall asleep around 25% faster following an acute dose of exercise relative to when they have not been exercising or relative to a group that has not been exercising. And let me give you a nice example from a very well-controlled, though small study. And the scientists randomly assigned individuals to either an active group who exercised or a control group who did not. And it sounds simple. Now, the active group, they performed three rounds of exercise within each session and each of those three rounds of exercise within each one of those single sessions lasted 10 minutes and then they had a 10 minute rest period so in other words it was 30 minutes of total exercise with gaps of 10 minute rest in between and the intensity of the exercise was standardized 
across all individuals based on specific parameters. And then later, the following evening, those participants got wired up in the sleep laboratory and they had their sleep recorded. And I should note that before any of those manipulations, either the no exercise condition or the exercise condition, all of these individuals had another night of their sleep recorded without any exercise, just to look at what their individual baseline sleep was. And in that way, the researchers could effectively calibrate any effects to each person's own unique sleep typical, their sleep norm, as it were. And it's a very laborious, but it's a very clever and precise way of truly capturing personalized changes in one's sleep as a consequence of one's own exercise. And sure enough, what they found was that those individuals, after that controlled bout of acute exercise, they fell asleep 33% faster on average than was typically normal for them. A sponsor of today's show is Inside Tracker. Now, Inside Tracker is a service, and they come to your home, as they do for me, and they will analyze your blood and your DNA to know precisely what is happening inside of you regarding a host of different blood and metabolic and hormonal health metrics. What I also like is that in addition to the results, they then provide you with a personalized set of recommended, I guess, sort of lifestyle changes and suggestions to better optimize your health as a consequence of what those results were for you, that unique snowflake. So you can use the link insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker, and you will get a healthy discount from your purchase. So again, that is insidetracker.com forward slash Matt Walker. So that's falling asleep, but can exercise also make you stay asleep more soundly across the night? And once again, when you average all of those studies together, what we found is that people sleep for a significantly greater amount of time after a period of experimental exercise relative to a day or a session of no exercise. And I should note that those benefits are, I would say, modest on average, but they still range from anywhere between 10 extra minutes of sleep all the way up to 40 minutes of extra sleep. But here again, there is a twist in the story, and it's one that I like rather a lot. It's not necessarily that after a day with exercise, you end up staying in bed any longer. What we've discovered is that that greater amount of sleep that you're getting as a consequence of exercise is happening within the same duration of time in bed. In other words, it's about efficiency. Exercise will actually help consolidate your sleep. So you spend less time awake during the night and more time asleep. In other words, exercise boosts your sleep efficiency. And so think of it like a good stock on the stock market. That investment in the same amount of time in bed 
yields a far higher return in terms of total sleep amount than when you are not exercising. Okay, that is a fair amount of informational download that I've inarticulately force-fed you. So let's pause there so that you can go and perhaps listen to someone else's podcast that's far better than mine. Uh, Cough, cough. Peter Atia, Andy Huberman, Lex Friedman, uh, the wonderful Tim Ferriss, etc. Lots of others, lots of others. But what have we learned here today? Well, I think what we've learned are three core things. First, at a large-scale epidemiological level across hundreds of thousands of individuals, it's very clear that those people who exercise end up being the same people who report sleeping longer, sleeping better, saying that they wake up feeling more refreshed, and they also suffer from a lower likelihood of insomnia. And also, people know it, by the way. If you ask people to rank which things give them the best quality of sleep, hands down, it's exercise. Second, we've learned that this relationship between exercise and sleep, it's not simply associational. It's not just correlational. It's also causal. That when you bring people into these experimental studies, exercise will consistently have people falling asleep faster. And third, in addition to falling asleep faster, in those same carefully controlled studies, Not only do people sort of drift away more easily into sleep, but they also stay asleep more soundly. They boost their sleep efficiency. And as a result, the same amount of time that they're spending in bed produces a far higher rate of total amount of sleep. So what they get back from their time in bed is far greater in terms of its sleep yield. Coming back to that first question then, does exercise improve sleep? Very much it does so in the ways that I just described, but it also improves your sleep in several other different ways. Because what I've not told you so far is how exercise will even change the very architecture of your night of sleep in terms of those different stages of sleep and whether or not exercise will even change the electrical quality of your sleep in terms of the depth of those deep, slow brainwaves. And I'll describe all of those changes in (laughs) painful detail in the next episode. But for now, I will simply wish you a hearty goodbye and I will say I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening.